Hello and welcome to the It Starts With Pat podcast. My name is Rebecca Shanuga and I'm on a mission to empower women to be the best version of themselves, for them to know their worth and to have the self-belief that they can be and do whatever they wish. But before I get into it, we want this podcast to reach as many women as possible. So to support us in doing so, make sure you hit that little subscribe or follow button on your device and sit back, enjoy, grab a pen and paper if you wish. It's now time for an episode of the show that's going to be stuck in my head then and I'm going to do everything in my power to try and finish what I'm doing so I can get to Instagram and reply to that freeway okay so there's no harm in doing that but at the same time understand that there's like we're not robots we have to sleep we have to eat we also have families and things that we need to do so sometimes you have to be a little bit patient um so in terms of using three ways, why it's so, so, so important that you do do this is because it enables you to leverage, like I said, it enables you to be able to learn from what other people are saying to prospects so you can get more confident when you're speaking to people. Um, if we're not available, do your own calls. It's not a problem. Try out your own Zoom and you might flop on your first one. My first Zoom calls were like two hours long. <laughs> like literally, you just get a prospect and I'd be on with them all night. Now it's like I aim to get it done within half an hour. And most of the time it's done within half an hour, but it was a work in progress. And the stuff that I said to the people back then, I don't say to them now, it's, it changes. But you're only ever going to get better at it if you do it. So there is a fine line as well between leveraging your upline, leveraging your director upline and making sure you're not just being that person who's just trying to do everything yourself because otherwise you limit your own learning, your own results because some people might not relate to you as much as they might relate to somebody else because you can't always gauge that from social media. But at the same time, at some point, you're going to have to step up because you're going to have a team that's going to be needing you to do that same thing. But if you never do your own prospect calls, if you never like do your own voice notes and you never try to develop your own skills and you're so dependent on somebody else, you rely on someone else to always be available. And if something happens and we're not available, you're going to be screwed. So like, as an example, I had a situation the other week, my little girl went into hospital. I never have a problem with, with children going into hospital. Like, I, like my kids don't go to hospital often. Um, and it completely like wrote me off in a sense of I had crap signal, crap backdrop. I wasn't as available I still did like my calls where I could, but the people who had booked them in, luckily, Amanda, Laura Hutchinson being another person, I, they knew if I could not make that call, it wouldn't have been an issue because they would have just done it themselves anyway. So try to get confident in doing your own, just so you're not relying, because it's not like you want to be leveraging us and yes, like milking us as much as possible because many directors in the organization didn't have this opportunity where we had strong uplines. My my uplines are ghost. She doesn't work the business. She got to go build her and pissed off. Like she left me to it. Yeah, that was it. Not heard from her in terms of this business for years. Um, It happens. But you're lucky that you've got directors who are hands-on, who want to help you. And even people who aren't directors yet, who are getting the results, who want to help you, but you need to help yourself as well. One thing you need to do is not rely on other people to build your business fully and rely on other people to make your income for you. You need to take accountability for business at some point. So whether it be 
speaking on opportunity calls, giving a testimonial, um, whether it be like doing a little live on social media or starting to share voice notes if it's a bit out of your comfort zone, doing your own Zoom call every now and then um, just to test the water and get better at it. Whatever you need to do to make yourself a little bit uncomfortable to get better, do that alongside leveraging us because the better that you can get, the better you're going to be able to support people coming in and you're going to make yourself more independent. And ultimately, you'll get more sign-ups because then you're not just relying on us being free as well. When you're confident enough to do your own calls, it's a game changer because it's on your terms then. You're not waiting for someone else to be available who's got a team of hundreds of people who are also trying to leverage the time for different things. And then also myself, I do a lot for the wider team, like all this, these other additional trainings and stuff, all these other meetings that I get like dragged into. Um, so time is limited. Um, so make sure you're utilising it where you can and um, levelling up where you can as well. Um, also, um, one of the things I'll talk about is sharing residuals. I did mention this previously. Just make sure you're giving people the opportunity to understand that it is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Planet marketing is optional. They don't have to do it, of course. But the more they see the vision and the more they see it's a long-term game and the more that they see the business as an opportunity, not just a get-rich-quick scheme or just to save on holidays or whatever, the more likely it is that they're going to stay. Where people start dropping like flies because it's, they've not had the opportunity presented to them properly. And we've all been there. I've been there. My team's dropped like flies before because I just got people in really, really, really quick. I was thinking, bloody hell, I'm getting loads of sign-ups and I was getting loads of sign-ups every single week. And they're just dropping out the other end. And it's because I wasn't giving them the full opportunity. I was telling them a snippet of the opportunity and not the full thing. Um, and then also what I want to touch on, sorry, this is going to run over 10 o'clock. It's probably going to go on for about another 15, 20 minutes. So bear with me. Um, please stay on if you can. If not, I understand because this is well past Jill's bedtime. Um, but there's a few more things that I want to I want to touch on for you. So um you need to get people in three ways as well and on Zoom calls because you'll be able to hear how we answer people's questions and how we objection handle. It is so important that you learn how to answer people's questions confidently because once you master that as well and you can confidently answer people's questions, just giving them the facts uh, with no attachment to the result, whether they join or not, because you're not asked, because you're that confident that someone's going to join at some point anyway, that's where you want to be. So you need to get people on calls with us and in free ways with us so to help listen to how we answer questions and stuff, so then you can do it yourself. Because once you get into that habit of being able to answer people's questions confidently with posture and being completely transparent and just giving it as if like, like in a, in a like not in a, not in a, like a weird way, but like sort of like saying in like indirectly that you're not bothered if they join or not. Do you know what I mean? Like, again, it takes away that commission breath. You're not being desperate. You're presenting an opportunity to people. They either want it or they don't want it. It's not up to you to convince people. So when I have someone who's quite sceptical, yes, I'll answer all of the questions, but I'm not bombarding them and asking, like pestering them to join. I'll say, listen, and I think I can't remember who it was who was who was in a freeway from the other day. It might have been Nadia, I'm absolutely lying, but I was going to use Nadia as an example. Um, answering someone's question, can't remember who it was. Um, I think what's it you? I can't even remember who it was. Anyway, it was someone on here anyway. 
Um, and say, for example, if it was Nadia, I'll say something along the lines of, like, if this person's been, like, a bit of, like, a smart ass or whatever, like, oh, what about this? Or someone goes, oh, um, why should I join you? You don't have to join me, pal. Like, I'm not asking you to, do you know what I mean? It's like, like change the turn, like the tables need to turn. You need to have the posture. Obviously, don't respond to them like that, but just quite directly say, like, listen, I'm not bothered if you join or don't join. Hi, my job is to share the information with you to give you all of the facts so you can make your own informed decision. And if you have that as well, and you lead with that when you're speaking to people, no one can say shit after. When they don't like the opportunity and they decide to cancel, no one ever messages me and says, you said it was going to be blah, 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 blah. If someone wants to cancel, they message me and they'll say, hey, Rebecca, blah, blah, blah. This is very rarely, by, by the way. Hey, Rebecca, um, I've been doing the business. It was a great opportunity. It's just not for me right now. Thank you so much for everything that you've done. I know you've been really supportive. Like, if someone cancels, that is the type of message I get. I don't get someone saying, oh, my God, you said it was going to be this. You said it was going to be that. Because I don't tell them that. They, they join from their own information that they ask for and that they get. Um, and then also, when you're objection handling... Be fully transparent with people. Don't try to sugarcoat things and make things sound better than what they are. You might word things cleverly in order to, um, so obviously it sounds good in a way. Do you know what I mean? But don't sugarcoat the truth. You have to be so transparent and it builds trust. So if someone says to me, this is what I say to people, it's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Like the, pro- the person who I spoke to today, who I onboarded today, I had spoken to her years ago about this business. She was never interested. She approached me recently um, because she just wanted to, like, she wanted to build um, additional income streams into a household or whatever. There was, she felt like she needed to make more money, basically. Do you think I've sold back to her as a get-rich-quick scheme? No, because if I did, she'd be like, I thought you told me I could be earning this and it's six months in and I've not earned anything. I got her on a call and I said, listen, I said, I know this is what you're after. I'm going to explain two business models with you. I'll give you all the information. You let me know what you think after and what questions I can answer for you. I went through the whole of the IntelliTravel business, went through the whole of Planet Marketing, not thinking she was going to be interested in it. And I was so transparent from the beginning. I said, listen, this part of the business is amazing. You can build a residual income. You can create time freedom for yourself. A residual income that's going to pay you forever. Um, and it's going to pay your kids forever as well once you reach director level, if you put them in your will for your business. But it's a graft. It takes leveling up. It's going to push you out of your comfort zone. And I didn't sugarcoat anything to her. And at the end of the Zoom call, she's like, I want to do all of it. I'm ready. So sometimes by telling people the hard facts, it builds trust because they know what to expect when they come in. They're not expecting an easy ride. So if someone says to me, um, oh, like, do you always get the cheapest holidays, the cheapest deals? No, because it'd be impossible to get always give you the cheapest deals. We're not always going to be the cheapest. I'll openly say on a voice note or on a call to people, we're not trying to be a comparison site. You've got multiple ways that you can book travel for yourself and for others. You've got multiple ways to find great value for, for you and for other people it'll be impossible to say we're always the cheapest because we're not always the cheapest. And then they'll be like, oh, right, okay. And it's like when you're talking about earning commission from travel bookings, I tell them they don't get the commission straight away. It can be a slow burner. Like sometimes if you drop in these things at the right time, like you wouldn't, 
like tell them all of this, like in your first initial voice note, obviously. This is someone who you're going backwards and forwards to, who's asking you questions. They might be on a call with you. If you tell them the facts of the stuff that isn't perfect, the things that we're trying to improve, it builds trust. Thanks so much for listening. If you got value, make sure you share this episode. And for even more gems delivered straight to your email, head over to the show notes where you can download the Ultimate Belief Bible, which is my free resource helping you to own your worth, level up, and feel empowered in every aspect of life. I will see you on the next episode.